What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Last night, I was looking at the plays, as I always do, and the Reds were minus 145 at home against the Rockies and Austin Gomber. You're giving me the Reds, huh. the Red Hot Reds, who have won eight straight games at home uh, against Austin Gomber and the Rockies for minus 145. But now it's minus 165. So at what point do you wave farewell to a bet that you liked after you see this much movement? Hmm, I don't know. I, I'm trying to open myself to the idea that I will lay more juice if I think there's value. I've done that a couple times, and it's worked out okay, but I know what you're saying. I I, I think there's still value. I, the, the way the Reds are playing right now, and they, I would here's what I would do, particularly when it comes to this game, I think I might look at the Reds on just the full game run line because they haven't just mm-hmm. been winning. They've been smacking teams around. And the Rockies are not playing well right now. But if you really like a bet, I see baseball betters all the time. It surprises me. I see baseball betters sometimes if they like a bet, they'll go and respected betters. They'll go minus 175, minus 180. So it depends on your tolerance. For me, I'm like, I don't think I've ever made a bet that juicy on this show. I think I probably topped out at minus 165. So it's right there for the taking, Chelsea. It just depends on how much risk you, you are willing to accept. But if you like it, you like it, do it. Yeah, I think I would stick with the full game money line because I don't like playing home favorites on the run line. Because think about this. If it is if they're only up by one run going into the bottom of the ninth, they're not gonna play the bottom of the ninth inning. So I think I stay away from laying the one and a half with the home teams that are favorites. So maybe the juice is worth the squeeze, uh, because you get that added factor in there. But you're right. Like the Rockies even though at some point losing teams win games and winning teams, how long do you think the streak is going to last for the Reds? Because I don't think it's like some other streaks we've seen with, right. say, the Oakland days. We all knew that that one was going to come to an end at some point. I'll say this about the Reds. I think they're a damn good team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think so, too. I don't think this is a joke. And especially now when you look at the way these two teams have been trending. Yeah, they, this is you're not a fluky streak. You're a joke, bro. You're a joke. <laughs> the, the, the A's, you're right. The A's are the perfect example, right? That was a fluke. This is not they a are fluke. A joke. The Reds do. Yeah, the, the, the A's are a joke. So we know that. That was a fluke. This is not a fluke. So I, I looked at that. I'm going to bet the over here is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fade both of these starting pitchers. That's probably going to be my only play of the day. I might bet the Padres game, but – yeah, I think the Reds are legit right now. And so if you want to keep riding that streak, I will not talk you off of that. All right, so let's get on to the rest of the games on the slate and see uh, if we can find some better prices on teams that we like. So let's go to the Astros and the Mets. Uh, Mets plus 105, Astros minus 130, total of seven and a half runs. Max Scherzer going for New York, five and two, four, four, five ERA against Hunter Brown of the Astros, who's six and three with a three, three, five. ERA. Jenks, you know how I feel about the Mets. They're not a team that I want to trust. I'll mm-hmm. say if a team is really volatile and a team that has good potential, but like you don't really want to trust them as a favorite, maybe the time to play them is when they're plus money. 
and when they're not expected to win games, do you think it's worth a bet with the plus money here on Max Scherzer? We talk about value all the time. Like Max Scherzer is a good pitcher. Like we know his record is not that great. A mm-hmm. four and four, or excuse me, a four four five ERA. Uh, the Astros are pretty good. We know this, but still, do you think the value plays there on the Mets? I think there is. I think there is. I'm I'm looking at both of these teams. The Astros have have lost four straight. The Mets, I don't know how right. many. What they're just not playing, but well, we know that they got beat again yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they're they're metting right in front of us. I want to believe that Max Scherzer at some point doesn't he have to get back in line? He's had two really bad outings. Eleven earned in his last nine innings. Isn't he do? Isn't he good enough to finally come out and mow down some guys and get into that locked in? sort of Max Scherzer type of performance that we're accustomed to seeing. So maybe the Mets first five money line is the way to go. And you just trust Max to come out and pitch. Well, Hunter Brown's been very good at home, but, but I do think your point is well taken at this point with the Astros struggling and Max, a guy who historically recovers well from bad stretches, maybe take a shot on him here. That's what I'm saying. Do I love the Mets? No, but I'll take a mint plus money because I think both of these teams are kind of on the downswing. Both these teams mm-hmm. come in three and seven over their last 10. So if you think it's basically a pick them, go with the plus money. So that would be my play. Let's go to Milwaukee. We've got the Diamondbacks and the Brewers squaring off where Milwaukee home favorites here, minus 130 Arizona. If you like that side, plus 110. Total seven and a half runs because we have a pretty solid pitching matchup here. Merrill Kelly, Going for the D-backs, 8-3 with a 304 ERA against Corbin Burns, who has recently uh, found his stride a little bit. 5-4 with a 3-4-4 ERA. Jinx, I'm not going to lie. Arizona at plus money is tempting just about every single day of the yeah. week because it still feels like a team that is not getting the credit that they deserve in the betting market. However, the line movement, and this one has been a little um, – not shocking, but surprising to me because it, it opens with Arizona even money. They've moved mm-hmm. to plus 115 at some shops. Are you going to follow the money here or do you like the D-backs or do you like a total? Oh, you know, I think I got to go with the D-backs here. I would go under eight at minus 135. Mm-hmm. Total set at seven and a hook just because both Merrill Kelly and Corbin Burns have been great. Burns has given up seven earned. In his last 27 innings combined, Merrill Kelly is actually better on the road. So I like the under quite a bit. But as far as the money line goes or picking a side, it's the wrong side as far as the money is concerned. But yeah, if you can get the D-backs at plus money, I think you have to take a shot. I think so too. I think if I were to play a total, I think I might go first five under. If you can Mm -hmm. find a four, I think that's where I think uh, the money would be for me. It is four. You can get a four at BetMGM under four for minus 110. That way you don't have to take a risk on the bullpens. I think both these starting pitchers can get something going. Corbin Burns has had the better stuff, but he's also facing the better lineup. Uh, And then Merrill Kelly gets to face the Brewers, who have been very hit or miss when it comes to their offense as of late. So good matchup for him there. I'll go first five under four. Let's go to San Francisco. Giants-Padres squaring off. This game basically a pick total of eight and a half. Michael Walker facing Ryan Walker. We all know that I have been uh, backing Michael Walker as of late because he has quietly been one of the better pitchers in baseball. 7-2 with a 2-8-9 ERA facing Ryan Walker, who is 2-0 with a 1-2-3 ERA, but also in a limited sample size. He only has, uh, or he only has pitched 14 innings 
and it's because he's been relieving. So I'm not sure if this yeah. is a bullpen game or how many innings he's going to go, but it's going to spell Padres for me, either in the first five or the full game. Jenks, are you all aboard the Waka train? God, I want to. I'm a little scared. You're right. It is a bullpen game for the Giants. They have a great bullpen. So the Padres. So I do like the under, which is weird that it's used to the over with the total set at eight and a half. I don't understand that. I disagree with that. But I want to roll with Michael Walker. The only thing that scares me, the Giants have won seven straight in the past seven days, the second best hitting team in baseball. So that makes me a little nervous. But Michael Walker's been awesome. He hasn't given up more than two earned runs in his last eight starts. He's been a moneymaker for us. I thought of you when I saw this. I thought, ooh, Michael Waka. You got to go Padres first five money line, minus 120, right? I think so. I think so. Even though you're right, San Francisco, the bats have been red hot. They've scored at least seven runs in all five of those wins that they have won in a row. So it's a hard team for me to fade, but I think I can back Michael Waka in this spot. I looked at the under two. But I feel like I saw the money coming in on the over for some reason. I think it's because the bats have been red hot, uh, maybe for the Giants. But I'll go Padres in the first five, backing Michael Walker, and hope that the Padres can get their act together when it comes to their offense. Next game on the schedule, we're going to Minnesota. The Twins and the Red Sox uh, uh, in a game here. We've got Boston plus 115, Minnesota minus 135. Total of eight runs. James Paxton's been pretty solid for the Red Sox this season. Two and one with 309 ERA facing Pablo Lopez, who's three and three with a 427 ERA. When I first looked at this one, I said to myself, oh, the Red Sox are hot. James Paxton's been pretty solid. But dare I go against the Sunday night baseball curse? Because it feels like teams huh. coming off Sunday night baseball are usually worth a fade on the following Monday. Well, I like Boston. Whatever. I'm not going to bet this game. <laughs> All the money's coming out. response. I know. Yeah. Well, I forgot about Sunday Night Baseball when I was handicapping that game. I was like, oh, yeah. So as you were talking about it, I was like, mm. the Twins are probably the right side here based on the fact that Pablo Lopez has been good. But James Paxton, here's the thing about James Paxton. I don't know why I always want to fade him, but he's been really good this season. He's given up four earned runs in his last 19 innings pitched. Lopez is a very good pitcher. He has an ERA of more than five and pitching at home. And the Twins are the second worst in the majors batting against left-handers. I'll stay away because of the Sunday night curse. I kind of like Boston. That's what I'm saying. All of the numbers line up for the Red Sox here. The Red Sox bats have been on fire. Uh, The Twins have the second highest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. WRC is not good against lefties either. So I just feel like all the numbers line up. Are you willing to let one trend stand the way of you betting something? Do all of the factors have to align? Not necessarily. I I, I think that for me, I, I have a tough, and I'm trying to get past this mental block. I'm trying to get past, the, I want all of the factors to align. When all the factors mm-hmm. align, I feel much more strongly about my bet. And that's generally when I say, okay, I like this handicap. Most people that I know or follow different people, I'll read different analyses and I'll say, hmm, that's sort of what I was thinking as well. Then I'll look at the money and I'll say, oh, okay, the money is also moving in the right direction. I also like the price. And when all those come together, that's when I say, okay, I really like this bet. One thing I'm trying to get past is trusting my own handicap, even when it goes against the money. I'm going to say this right now just to see if this will work because I'm not going to play it. Padres at Giants. 
It's total set at eight and a half, juice to the over. I love the under. So I would go total nine and hammer the under. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going against the money here. So that's why I'm not playing it. So I'll see tomorrow if I was right, but that's just one of the things I'm working on. But yes, to answer your question, I do like it when everything is sort of in line and in sync with what I'm thinking. Yeah, this is basically an astrology show. We need all of the stars <laughs> yes. to align for us to like our bets. If there's one sabotage factor, that's what you harp on if you lose your bet. You say, see, I told you there was a sabotage factor. So maybe that's why we're seeing the money come in on Minnesota. But still, it's not a Minnesota team that I'm willing to trust in this spot. So it's either a stay away or I'm riding with the Red Sox. Uh, let's go on to Detroit, Kansas City, and uh, the Tigers squaring off. Detroit minus 145, Kansas City plus 124. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Lyles is 0-11 this year with a 6-8-9 yeah. ERA, but he's facing Reese Olsen, who's 0-2 with a 6-0-8 ERA. So here's the question. Yeah, you want to fade Jordan Lyles, but do you really want to lay minus 145 with the Tigers? Hell no. And it's minus 155, I think, in some... No, I'm not doing this. No way. I'm not laying that with the Tigers. What I would do is I would go first five over. I know that's high for a first five because it's a total set at five. First five over five. It's juiced to the over, minus 120. But Lyles has given up 10 earned runs in his last 13 innings pitched. I read this earlier this morning. He has more earned runs given up than strikeouts this season. Not great, Bob. Not I mean, that is a terrible stat. And Olsen is sort of confounding to me because he had an ERA of over six in the minors, got called up. He's the 11th best prospect for the Tigers. Done pretty well in his first two starts, got shelled by the Braves. Your sabotage factors, both of these lineups can struggle to hit at times, but I would go first five over five. There's too much volatility involved here for me. Do you want to mm -hmm. trust the Royals and Tigers offenses, though? <laughs> Because there's a good pitching matchup. Like, Jordan Lyles will probably give up some runs. But I don't know. I don't think I can trust either of these teams. So it's a stay away from me. And then quickly, let's get to the Blue Jays and the Marlins. We've got Toronto. Uh, big favorites on the road. Minus 165. This one has moved. Uh, I think it was like minus 145 last night. Miami plus 140. Total of eight. Jose Barrios. We know he's been good. Uh, facing Brian Hoeing in this one. So do you think the juice is worth the squeeze for the BJs? Oh gosh, no, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go first five under four and a half. Jose Barrios, that's my guy, hasn't given up more than three mm -hmm. runs in a single start in his last eight. Since June the first, his ERA has gone from five point two nine to three point two eight. This is a bullpen game for Miami. Hoeing will only go maybe a couple innings. Marlins have the best, fourth best bullpen in the National League. First five under four and a half, minus one twenty five. I like that or Jose Barrios under two and a half earned runs. Don't fade the Marlins. The Marlins have won four straight games, so I'm not willing to fade them uh, in that capacity. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.